You're listening to the Breakdown Duo with Deb and T-Wise. They break it down to build you up. Let's join this mother-son duo as they break down tonight's hot topic. All right, what's up, everybody? We got another one going on here. Uh, this is T-Wise. I'm here with my mom, Deb. Hey, Tyler. It's great to be here. What a what an exciting week we've had. Yeah, Ooh. we just uh, came out of the 4th of July weekend. I don't know when this actual show may uh, post, but this has been a big week for me as my book launched on Monday. I've waited and waited for that day, and finally it's here. So, yeah, so I exciting. Mean, I don't want to be self-serving, but if you're listening and you haven't had a chance to order my book, it's called The View from the Porch, Overcoming Your Giants, and you can get it on Amazon or Barnes & Noble. Um, you can even go to my website, Deb Wisen, it's W-E-I-S-E-N.com, and order it there. Yeah, stop trying to be so modest. Listen, this book is amazing. And she's being too nice right now. You need to go order this book. It's a quick read. It's easy to read uh, for people like myself that that are uh, challenged in that area. And it is a, a, a ton of fun. It, you will laugh. You will cry. You will be challenged. Uh, I promise you this book will change your life. And you can get it on in electronic form. So off of uh, Kindle. Um, but yeah, am, the easiest way is Amazon.com and just type in Deb Weissen, D-E-B-W-E-I-S-E-N, and uh, her book will pop right up. And if you love it, make sure that you share it and leave a review on Amazon. Uh, again, guys, this is an incredible book. So go out and get it. Ah, thanks, buddy. That's so nice. You're a, you're a great supporter. Well, everyone, uh, we're glad that you're with us today, and we have another hot topic. Today, uh, I just have to start out by saying this is one of the hardest areas of my life, but I think it's one of the most important. Today, we're going to talk about being present. <laughs> I, I love that you said <laughs> the hardest area of your life. I agree. I concur. <laughs> <laughs> it's just, you know, and and... I'm going to tell you right up front, it's not that I don't have a desire. I love people. I love my family. I want to be present. I think all these years I've used the excuse that, oh, I'm a multitasker. I can do this and listen and I can do this and be present. But I realize it's it's not true. It's just absolutely not true. So let's mm-hmm. dive in. Um, what's your first thought on being present, Tyler? What, is it, what does it mean when you think that other than that your mom's not? Well, I think the... The very first thing that pops into my mind is, is during conversation. Yeah. And how many times, you know, a, a spouse, <laughs> it usually ends up being the wife that says, are you listening to me? <laughs> right. It's true. And, and, and half the time we are, um, the other half, we have no idea what you said because we're, you know, men, we go into this la la land that it's hard oh, to describe, but um, yeah, it's, I think conversation, uh, there's a thing called active listening and wait a minute. I'm active when I listen. So is, is that yeah, good? Yeah, you are. 
You're actively doing other things. Okay. So that's not exactly what it means. <laughs> so active listening, if you have not heard of it, is simply doing things during the conversation, acknowledging that you are paying attention, that you are listening. For example, good eye contact, mm-hmm. nodding your head in agreement, um, engaging, laughing, you know, different things like that. That is active listening. And you can tell really quick during conversation when someone is not active in the conversation, yeah. right? Their eyes are adrift. They're, they're looking at something else. They're looking at their phone. <laughs> yeah. How, and they say, oh, no, I'm listening. Yeah. I mean, I can't tell you how many times I, I have been out, you know, at a restaurant with a, a buddy and we literally hear someone come in and say, oh, yeah, I'm, I'm waiting for a, a, a date, uh, you know, it, Something like you, it's so obvious it's their first date. Yeah. And when we see the, the couple sit down to begin their first date, uh, it takes all of maybe five or 10 minutes. And one of them, if not both of them, are on their, tel- on their phone looking at social media or whatever. Seriously. I- I'll say to my buddy, I'm like, is this not their first date? What are they doing? So, no kidding. You know, it's interesting you bring this up because it makes me think about I've had an opportunity to do some uh, marriage counseling, pre-marriage counseling, and then, you know, a few opportunities when people are kind of stuck and they need that, that help to get over whatever obstacle is really holding them back in their marriage. And one of the biggest things that we have to overcome is literally teaching the couple that when when one spouse says something, the other one needs to repeat it back and say, this is what I heard you say. Mm-hmm. And it's crazy to me. At first, when we start practicing that, they'll say, well, no, that is not what I said. Because right. they just haven't practiced listening. But within just a very short time, They'll say, yes, that's what I was saying. I mean, and it, it really can transform that communication. And so that is a good point. Being present, it really means you have to listen. Mm-hmm. That's the gift of being present. Right. Now, a, a couple of things about conversation since we're on that topic. Uh, and there's a lot more to being present, which I know we're going to get to. But since we're talking about conversation, um, <laughs> One of the things that we were talking about earlier is stop trying to talk over people. If you're in the conversation and you feel like, oh, I got to get this word in, I, I, I've got to, you know, I, I have something important that needs to be heard. It, you shouldn't have to talk over someone and get louder in order to get your point across. Yeah. Well, don't you think sometimes that we do get louder because it's kind of the only way to to be part of the conversation because mm-hmm. they are... Um, I don't know. Some people just enjoy hearing themselves talk, but yeah. they don't really understand the give and take that needs to happen. Right. It's a conversation is a two way street, yeah. right? So if you're, if you're dominating the conversation and you're the one doing all of the talking and someone has to get loud in order to be heard, you know, we have to be self-aware enough to be like, okay, maybe I'm saying too much. Yeah. Oh, I love that word. That to me, being present, the word awareness, that fits really well with what we're saying because instead of being self-aware, it's literally, you know, 
I want to give an example on the podcast. The one thing that I have learned as we've done several of these now, and we've had some guests, I, I find myself getting caught up thinking, okay, I've got a question. I want to get it in. And so I'm not really listening to what our guest is saying because I, I don't really care. I've got this really good question I want to ask them. Mm-hmm. And I have had to learn as we've played these back and listened, wow, I missed such a good opportunity because right. I was so busy in my head. They said something amazing and I just said, okay, well, that's good. Now. Right. Very, this is very true. It, so I was thinking about this too. I, I'm sure you could relate at all of our listeners I know can relate to this. Have you ever been at church or at work or, or somewhere where you see somebody that you have previously had a conversation with and you know what conversations with this individual are like and you see them walking your direction and your, your first thought is, okay, I got to go somewhere away. <laughs> I got to get away from this person because I, I don't want to get in a conversation with them. Because uh, it's going to be one way. One way or they, they don't know when enough is, you know, they overstay their welcome. <laughs> they talk too much. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. It's like being, um, being mindful. You know, Tyra, one of the things that I think helps us be present and one of the things that we're really missing, I think we bring this up a lot, but I think story really helps us listen. And if I want to get dad's attention, instead of just saying, hey, babe, I want to talk to you about something. If I start telling him a story, he will actually lay his phone down and look at me Mm -hmm. because now I have his attention. And you might think of that as kind of manipulation, but, but seriously, story can really help us. I had uh, an opportunity recently in a counseling session. Uh, The person I was counseling is really struggling with forgiveness, really struggling with forgiveness. And I was, I literally during the session was going, Lord, help me, give me an idea, help me, help me, help me. And so I said, "Um, I have a question for you. Aren't you a piano teacher? And they said, yes. And I said, so I just want to ask you a question because it's been on my mind. When you have a student that has a difficult piece and they get in the middle of this piece of music and they hit a part that is just too hard, literally, they, they know it's too difficult for them. And so they say to you, um, I, I, I can't do this. I'll never get this. What do you say to them? And she just jumped right in and she said, well, I just try to really encourage them that, okay, we are just going to break this down and take it very slow and we're going to give it time. And I want you to focus on the fact that there will come a day when you'll be able to play it. You'll be able to play this whole song in its entirety. But right now you're just learning it piece by piece. Mm -hmm. And it was, it was interesting because as she was talking, she looked at me and she goes, Oh, right. Because that's, that story helped her see, okay, forgiveness is a journey. Mm -hmm. It's not like just bam, I'm done with this. I'm going to forgive it. You know, you just take one section and you work through that and then you take another section. But I don't know. I think story helps us listen better and, and be more present. Do you agree with that or yeah. am I off the wall? Yeah, for sure. And and I mean, kind of to the same point there, 
with that example of, of being present. And I know you've got some other things about story that you want to share, but if you think about oftentimes we don't take time in the present to celebrate all the small victories. Yeah. Because celebrating every victory, no matter how big or small it is, it, it gives us confidence to, to keep going, to keep pressing forward. Um, it gives us, you know, more self-esteem when we take time to celebrate the, the small victories. And oftentimes what happens, I, I see this all the time in business where, you know, we might make a, a big sale or something and we rest on that victory for a long time. And now all of a sudden we're celebrating the past, not the present or trying to get ahead in the future. Or we spend too much time focused on the future of like, I can't wait for this to happen and this is going to be great. And we don't do the work in the present that we need to do to be successful in the future. And and again, I'm using a work example, but that pertains to relationships. It it pertains to, you know, how you're raising your children. Are you present in their lives right now? Are you so concerned about, you know, well, we got to get them off to college and this and that and so, so in your, it, you brought in work, how do you stay? You have a team that you work with. Um, I don't, I mean, I know they're teammates who work alongside of them, but how do you stay present in their lives? Well, I, I think a big part of that, it, it, just like anything, it's a struggle of, uh, I, I said this before, people don't care how much you know until they know how much you care. Yeah. And one of the most difficult aspects in leadership is one dealing with different personalities, <laughs> yeah. but two building genuine relationship with people. Um, you know, especially when you're, it, it's a different dynamic when you are a manager or a boss, mm-hmm. but when you're a business partner with someone that, you know, I, I'm not over anybody. Mm-hmm. I, I try to mentor and guide and lead, motivate, but at the end of the day, they have the ability to do what they want to do. So if there's not an established relationship, if there's not established rapport, then why are they going to listen to me? Yeah, that's so true. One of the one of the synonyms of what we're talking about being present when I looked it up is the word alive. And if we talk about that as far as being president, present in conversation, that that's what makes you, when you see that person at church that you talked about that you want to run from, there are those people you want to run to oh, because yeah. that conversation with them is so alive. You know they're going... I mean, I know exactly who's going to come up to me and who's going to text me on the day my book launches and just say, been thinking about you. Mm-hmm. That's present in my life. And I know the people that, that are so busy with their own life won't even think about it. Mm-hmm. And I want to be that person who gives the gift of my presence. Right. And it takes effort. Yes. Conscious effort. Yes. I, you know, that is such a good point. That is the thing that I think gets overlooked the most is that to have a, a healthy relationship, to be successful in your career, to, to be healthy in terms of, of your diet and your weight and 
all of those things take work. Yeah, they do. You know, being present in your life takes work. Yeah. It's not something that just happens. Mm-hmm. You have to be conscious about it. So, Tyra, how do you, one of the things we talked about earlier was the fact that, well, I was looking at a scripture. Psalm 46 says, be still and know that I am God. So how do we actually practice the presence of God in our lives? And that's one place I really struggle. I want God to be part of everything I do. Mm -hmm. But I realize some days all I'm doing is dragging him around. Right. Like, here's my schedule. Keep up. Let's do this. I want to involve and I'm going to chat with you off and on instead of of realizing if I really, really want to sense his presence, I just have to stop, literally stop and listen. And if, if I'm not doing that, I'm probably not going to do it in my other relationships. Mm -hmm. Um, How do you practice God's presence and how do you try to be present? Yeah, I definitely following up to that. The idea of, like you said, okay, here's my schedule mm-hmm. and I've got to get the kids off to school. I've got to do this. I've got to do that. I, I got X, Y, Z, blah, blah, blah throughout the entire day. All right, God, where do you fit in there? Yeah. Well, yeah, I'm sorry, but it's not God's job to fit into our schedule. Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> I, I, I really believe that we need to change our priorities and, and we need to live our life for God not live our life for our schedule and our activities. Let him set the schedule. Right. And we often become so consumed with what we have to accomplish through the day because we have responsibilities. And I just did air quotes like you like doing. Oh, I know. I was going to say that was really good. (laughs) We have these responsibilities, you know, children and bills and jobs and all these other things. If we're not being present, thinking about, you know, what is it that is the highest priority for me and my family? Mm-hmm. We will never make time for the things that we need to be making time for, mm-hmm. like quiet time and prayer and and making sure that I am putting the effort in, yeah. the hard work in to building my relationship with God. Well, yeah, and I know you have a huge desire to be an influencer, Uh, I have that same desire. I want to influence people to have a more abundant life, to have a, and when I say that, what I mean is to live in the present, Mm -hmm. to not be so caught up in the past or so worried about the future that they miss the right now. But we can't have influence if we won't learn to be present and and aware and respectful and curious mm-hmm. and alive when we have conversations and um so yeah this is this has been a good discussion for me and a good reminder for me mm-hmm. if i want to have influence and tyler you know this this time where we meet each week and do our podcast has really built our relationship because we have to sit here and look each other you know face to face and we talk about these tough topics and, um, wow, it's been really amazing for me to learn from you and I hope our listeners are enjoying it. So, um, yeah. So, you know, when you're talking about, 
uh, use the what was it the synonym alive? Yeah. And going back to families, and, and I know people that that know me that are listening are going to be like, well. You know, Tyler always tries to give advice about family and he has no, no kids. He's not married. What does he know? <laughs> like, I, listen, I get it, guys. I get the argument. But what you got to remember is that advantage of, that I have of being single is that I get to sit and observe all of you. Yeah. And I get to see everything that you're going through and, and the good and the bad and the ugly. And um, so I learn a lot. You can learn a lot by observing. And so when we're talking about being alive and we go back to being present with your family, are you, the question that I, that I pose is, are you just surviving your day because it's so jam packed with activities? We got to get here. We got to take the kids there. We got this sport. We got that activity. We got handleism. We got, right. Or are you actually thriving and living? meaning you have worked as a family on working out your calendar, working out your schedule and making God a priority, making the things important so that your kids are watching you. They're learning. Yes. You're being present in their, in your, in their life, in those precious moments, you're taking time as a family to, to, you know, build relationships within the family. Um, you know, and I always hear people say, like why well, I I've got to do this, you know, for my kids. And oftentimes what ends up happening is the very thing that they need to be doing for their kids. I see parents use their kids as an excuse why they don't do that thing. Yeah. So. Yeah. yeah we, isn't it interesting? We learn so much from, from our kids. Um, one story I want to share before we close. When you were small, probably one or two, you had a habit that um, I will never forget. And dad and I talk about all the time. Apparently, there were times when you were trying to get our attention and didn't feel like you had our presence. And oh, you no. would reach up with both hands and you would take our cheeks and you would literally turn our our faces. So we were looking right at you and then you would pat our cheek like, <laughs> okay, now talk to me. And you know, that was a gift because I went from whatever I was doing and I was focused on this one or two year old in my arms and what, what better place to put my focus. Mm -hmm. And I think that's the gift that we need to give each other. You know, we just take, your face in our hands and we say, I'm here. I want to hear what's going on in your life. I want to celebrate. Mm -hmm. I want to come alongside. If there's a struggle, I'm willing to be present. Right. What a gift. You wow. Know, that is, that's such a good visual of, you know, it's a story of, of me as one or two, but yeah. God is literally doing that every single day in our lives. I know. He is grabbing us by the face saying, will you look at me for crying out loud? Seek my face. That's what he says. Yeah. Seek my face. Wow. Wow. That's a great visual. So uh, we don't do it every week, but 
a lot of times we do like to, to give a challenge. I think a good challenge for this week is for everyone that's listening to take a look at, at their life, take a look at their schedule, uh, take a look at their, their family, their kids, their spouse, relationships, and just do a, a quick evaluation and say, you know, where can I be more present? Yeah. Where can I adjust my priorities to make whatever it is that needs that attention, that focus, uh, the number one thing? I, I like that. And Tyler, I we don't usually do this, but would you mind if I just pray? I yeah. just feel really led. Father, I just come to you today and, and we have people out there who are listening who have never had anyone be present. They long for that opportunity to connect and they long for that opportunity to just sense that somebody cares enough to be present in their life. And Lord, that's what you want to do for each one of us. So we pray today and we just come together and ask that your presence would be so real in our lives that um, we would listen to your direction and your guidance through your Holy Spirit. And we would really give this special gift to each other. Um, change our families, change our lives as we focus in on you and what you want to do in our lives. We just ask this all in Jesus name. Amen. 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 So be it, right? That's right. All right, everybody. Well, hey, thanks so much for uh, joining us again. And as always, we just uh, love you guys and, and hope that you get some good takeaways. And we can't wait to see you all next week. Thank you for joining this broadcast with the breakdown duo of Deb and T-Wise. Share this podcast with someone it might help and hit subscribe. See you next week as the duo breaks it down to build you up.